From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. June 4, 1944. The men of the armies marched toward the southern fort. Equipment rolled down the road. Men and machines took their places in the waiting ship. The men were British, American, Canadian. Some of them veterans of Africa, Sicily, and Italy. Some new to battle. They lay in the harbors of the south coast a day longer than planned. The invasion had been scheduled for June 5th, but bad weather in the channel had caused a postponement. The weather was still bad on the 6th, the sea promising to be choppy and dangerous. But the order was given, and the ships put out of the ports toward France. On board, the men were quiet, tense, grimly elated. The long years of training and waiting were behind them. Just over the horizon was the beginning of the final battle against the Germans. They could look around them and see the overwhelming strength that had poured from the Allied docks, factories, and arsenal. A screen of naval vessels, from battleships to PT boats, guarded the convoy across the channel. Back in Britain, paratroopers marched out to their planes and embarked for the trip to Normandy. The moment when Allied soldiers were going to put foot on French soil was close at hand. To make the foot soldiers' job easier, our planes struck at roads and transport leading up toward the threatened coast. A few hundred feet ahead lay France. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to this special edition of In Black and Right, celebrating the 79th anniversary of D-Day. Now, my grandfather, who is a veteran of World War II, uh, he didn't go over uh, to France or anywhere in Europe. He was stateside. He was in a segregated army unit uh, here in the States at a time when the military was still segregated under uh, President Roosevelt. So I, I definitely pay tribute and honor to every single one of those great men of that greatest generation for the sacrifices that so many of them made. And even as we're now just a week departed from, uh, a week, a little over a week removed from Memorial Day, but I also wanted to pay tribute to the Canadians and our British allies. They too made sacrifices on that day when they stormed uh, Omaha Beach over there in France and as I was thinking about how I would approach today I thought to myself okay we know I mean at least most of us who have a brain know what all of these brave individ these brave men sacrificed to take this key battle the greatest battle of the war in Europe that would turn the tide for the Allies and put an end to the Nazi regime. But when you hear about courage today, I'm thinking, uh, what are these people smoking? Because 
in today's mind of this uh, particular century, we don't think of people uh, like those who stormed the beaches of Normandy. They would be in modern thinking just racist and homophobic and blah, blah, blah. I mean, all kinds of pejoratives, name calling. And there was no political correctness back in those days. Absolutely none. You didn't get CRT. You didn't get uh, DEI or LGBT. That didn't exist then. Because if a soldier, sailor, or airman was into that deviant, perverse behavior, they wouldn't get in to the armed forces. Or if they were found out afterwards, they would be given the boot. And probably not very kindly. So we have to really think, at least I'm thinking here, you know, what is courage? You know, these people, these great men were courageous. They went and fought against Nazism, the fascism of Italy, and over in the Pacific, the tyranny of Imperial Japan. Now, what do we have for the military today? Recruitment of drag queens. Drag queens. My gosh, if those men could be here today and see the world as it's become, especially the Americans, they would be going, what the hell? You know, they would just be wondering, what happened to our military? What happened to, you know, the men being men? My gosh, they would be absolutely just popping blood vessels everywhere because they would be so stinking mad. This is not how the greatest generation won the war. No, no, no. And now, given what we're up to today in this world, 79 years later, we've got China going after Taiwan. You've got Russia going after the Ukraine. We've got problems all over the place when you've got a military that's more concerned about white rage uh, and, you know, CRT instead of learning how to blow the enemy straight to hell and win wars. And Beijing and Moscow have got to be laughing their collective butts off seeing how we've got a dementia-riddled commander-in-chief who hasn't got a clue. I think that's an insult to those great men of that generation. It's an insult to their memory, to the legacy that they left behind for the bodies that are buried over in France that they are American but they died on French soil trying to liberate France <clears throat> excuse me that is what real honor is not celebrating 
drag queens and letting them just insult people every stinking place because, well, they're really courageous. No, they're not. Sorry. I, I, I can't buy that, and I'm not going to buy that. I never will buy that. These are people with obvious problems, major perversions, serious, serious mental conditions, and you're going to let them try and... No, I'm sorry. They're, these are people who are going to have to dang well prove themselves because, I mean, it's bad enough you've got an active-duty sailor in the U.S. Navy who's a drag queen and trying to somehow help with recruitments? Uh, no, sorry. I can't buy that. I just cannot buy that. And I don't think I ever really will. But to have it rammed down our throats, and especially for those... I mean, I feel so horrible for those in the military that are actually got some sense. Because their, <laughs> their leadership sure doesn't. I mean, kicking people out of the armed forces because they won't take a jab. Only real bullies and tyrants do that. And plus, um, I love this story from Revolver News. This absolutely makes me happy because the um, there was a guy in the uh, in the military who essentially was Lloyd Austin's guy, Secretary Austin, who was supposed to. Um, put through uh, to essentially purge the um, the military of quote unquote extremism. Really? How, what? What on? What in the hell were they using as some of the standard? Hmm. I I don't get it. I truly do not get it. Um, but apparently this guy, um, oh my gosh, where is, what is his, it's, his first name is Bishop, I forgot his last name, I'm sorry about this, but, oh my gosh, this guy was out there to purge the military, and what were they trying to purge them from? Hmm, I mean, my gosh. If you're if you were a Trump supporter uh, or something along that line, uh, you know you believed in things like God, or you uh, were just a simple a simple person who just you know loved their country, loved God, supported Trump, wanted secure borders, wanted to just be a great. Um, you know, just to be a good American and pull, and go by the rules. Now, this, okay, there we go. Now, the story from Human Events and Revolver, and uh, actually it was a combined effort between uh, Human Events editor Jack Posobiec and Revolver News uh, editor-in-chief Darren Beatty. Now, they went after Biden's attempts to apparently purge extremism 
from the U.S. military by removing Trump supporters. That was the only thing they were going to do. Now, the guy who was uh, uh, in charge of this nonsense was a guy named Bishop Garrison. And this Bishop Garrison was in charge of a group based in the Pentagon to carrying out this operation. And I just thought to myself, what in the heck are you thinking here? If you supported Trump, you were supposed to be thrown out of the military. Well, what if you didn't support Trump and you still didn't take the jab? Huh? I don't know. I mean, this is ridiculous. Again, another insult to our current uh, group of men and women in all branches of the service. Frankly, I'm all for Trump, you know, get when he gets reelected and get into the presidency, basically get all of those people back into the military, give them their back pay, and a huge apology uh, from the Pentagon and the DOD. But of course we can't do that, but right not right now. But when I think about this whole mess with our military and how they are just so dang PC, it, just, it, it makes me sick to my stomach. I, I don't even have enough Pepto-Bismol to handle this, but I also thought about the classic TV show, MASH. I mean, my generation knew it. This generation probably has never seen it, but it was quite a show for its time. And this was about Korea. And of course, for those of us who know the show, one of the main characters was uh, Klinger. And Klinger, uh, Max Klinger, at least in the first you know, few years of the show, he was trying to get out of the army by basically being a transvestite, wearing women's clothes, high-heeled shoes, you know, while carrying his rifle. Now, he tried and he tried and he tried, and he never got out. And he, he was never kicked out of the military. In fact, at the last, <clears throat> I think the last episode of the series, the series finale, he actually re-enlisted. <laughs> but, I mean, even though, yes, that was a sitcom, back in the 70s but how prophetic in a way it really was and you know what we're dealing with now is just weird but you know <laughs> and i and i and i watch the show like appointment tv you know must see tv and, and i enjoyed it i enjoyed the I enjoyed the laughs and, and the humor of it. And it had its serious moments, too. But when I think about Klinger and I think about today's military, and I just got to go, you got to be kidding me. It, you just got to be kidding me. But at least, thank goodness, we have some folks who still have a love of country but to have some 
group of yahoos over in the Pentagon trying to get rid of Trump supporters. It's like, because they are extremists. I'm like, who the heck are these people to call extreme people extremists? When you've got this whole Dylan Mulvaney, that freakazoid, who basically was <laughs> the instrument of Bud Light's demise, and the fact that you have this guy, he's biologically male, dressing up as a woman, thinking everything's okay, and there are companies who are giving this guy money. They're paying to perpetuate his delusion and his perversion. I mean, of course, yeah, somebody's going to, well, they call me and say, well, you are, it's like, you, you can call me whatever you want. You can get mad at me for whatever, you know. Hey, just email me in black and right at gmail.com or go to my website in black and right.net. Do whatever the heck you want, but I love my country enough to basically say, stop this foolishness. Just stop it. And, you know, let people, you know, get things back to some sense of normal. I mean, of course, whatever normal is. I mean, most of the time, normal is a setting on a dryer, but hey. But we need to basically keep in mind, we've got, we live in a very dangerous world. And we have children, uh, we have a commander-in-chief that really needs to be in a nursing home or assisted living center. He doesn't know where he is at the time. He can't even stand upright at a graduation ceremony at one of our service academies. So, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to stay upbeat, but frankly, it's harder for me. It gets harder and harder every day when I see just rampant stupidity on the part of our quote-unquote government and seeing the uniparty completely throwing good hard-working Americans who are struggling so many of them are struggling and yet you know they can barely keep a roof over their head food on the table gas in their car so that they can go to work I'm like my gosh are, have we completely lost our minds as a nation and as a culture? Or should I feel more like there's hope? Some hope out there. I don't know. But whatever happens in the next year and a half, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. And I can only say, folks... You've got to stay informed, especially to my wonderful friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ. You got to stay up to speed. Now, I know you don't like the news, many of you, because it depresses you or it makes you angry. I just said, you know, and I can appreciate that and I can understand it. But people like myself who have to watch the news and learn what's going on so that people can stay informed at what at least what's going on how about praying for folks like us we could sure use it 
We absolutely could use it, please. This is crazy, the world we live in, but I'm going to keep my promise and be faithful to let you know what's going on, how, it's go how it can affect you, and just encourage you to stay informed and stay in the fight. Because the, the old saying is still true. Evil triumphs when good men and women do nothing. And I don't want to be one of those. I, I just don't. But for the men, the Brits, the Canadians, and the Americans who gave their lives on this day, I honor them, I celebrate them, and I will do my best to preserve their memory and their legacy. Because another old saying is true. If we don't learn the lessons of history, we are doomed to repeat them. And frankly, we can't afford a repeat of some of this. We certainly can't. And with that, I say thank you for listening. Greatly appreciate it. You can also catch uh, In Black and Right Daily on our Rumble channel. Uh, you can also subscribe and follow us on any podcasting platform. We're on all of them. And just we greatly appreciate all your support. And just tell your friends and share. Because we have plenty of room to grow. And I'm looking forward to it. So for now, my friends, God bless. Take care. God bless America. Because we really need it. <laughs> so as always, patriots come in all colors.